0: And drink. Let's have some fun, folks. We'll try. I can't promise anything. Actually, I take that back. The fun part's up to you. I'm going to have fun. Whatever. I wish I could do a burp in tune with this. That'd be fucking sick. Alrighty then. How's it going, folks out there welcome back to the jam room podcast it's been a fucking hot minute hasn't it and i do apologize for uh, my absence over the last few weeks everybody uh it's just fucking life isn't it it's just fucking life i mentioned on my last episode how my car's fucking been a dick to me or whatever so that's the reason guys that's the reason i haven't been doing this podcast because every fucking waking moment that i have spare it's just researching cars and issues and stuff like that. Cause here's what happened, guys. The car's transmission decided to fuck itself, right? Just a computer chip sort of part of the, the transmission, which requires an entire new transmission. And I don't take great care of my cars. I got a little bit of a crack in the windscreen. I got fucking issues that need to be dealt with. So the cost of this repair, which is, you know, trending towards fucking five figures. It's like, fuck it, I don't really know. It was right on the fence, right on the fence, whether it was worth fixing or not. So I um, just decided to get another car instead. So I've still got the old piece of shit, trying to figure out what to do with it. i got the luxury of time. But it was, it was, I was at that point that I'd been borrowing people's cars for like a month. And luckily, I had a lot of folks uh, and family members fucking out of town for a while. You know, my mum was overseas for a bit, got to use her car. My brother was gracious enough to lend me his because he doesn't do fuck-all driving anyway. Um, and then my nan was overseas and my father-in-law was overseas. So I had some cars, you know, but that, that was going to dry up. So it's going to it's take me months and months to fix this fucking car anyway. I need some. So I I, I bought a, another Audi because I'm an idiot. Um, And I do love those cars. So whatever. I'm back on the fucking road, guys. I don't want to dwell on it too much. I'm back. I'm back. It's all back. This is going to be fine for the future now. I'm not going to take any more weeks off. Are you kidding me? Fucking of course not. Jesus Christ. And I do apologize for my absence for you guys um that were waiting with bated breath. Shout out to everybody that um reached out to see what was wrong. Hey, you know haven't been doing any podcasts or whatever you okay is everything all right can i help blah 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 thank you to those people that reached out full disclosure that number is zero no one reached out at all no one fucking missed this podcast whatsoever i'm doing this all for fun aren't i guys hey whatever Hey, it's been a while what's been going on the last few weeks guys it's been yeah what two three weeks It's been Halloween since I spoke to you guys last. Fucking hell, that's how long it's been. Happy Halloweens, y'all. If you still care about... Halloween's one of those fucking um, holidays that just comes and goes so fucking quick, but it's so cool when it's here. I wish people had a bit more of a fucking ramp up to Halloween, hey? You know, it's kind of of like just the week before Halloween, you start seeing people decorate their houses and and whatever. And... um, most people just take down those decorations straight away after Halloween. But I've got one fucking neighbor that I don't know what's going on. i like walk the dog past his house. And they've obviously put up something that's supposed to look like spider's webs all over their fucking front hedges and all that sort of shit. Um, but they went with like fucking multicolored, like sort of, I don't know what you'd call it. Just fucking stuff that looks just like stuffing from a fucking pillow, right? They went with multicolored. like like an orange spider web. What? And, and, you know, a couple of weeks later, it's still up. So at this point, it doesn't look like Halloween decorations. It looks like vandalism. So I don't know if there's anything wrong with these people, but it is what it is. You know, it's going to be fucking replaced with some god-awful Christmas decorations soon. Hopefully not too soon, even though everyone's jumping the gun this year, hey? I was talking to my sister the other day, and she's fucking... Saying that as soon as November hits, we're going to start watching fucking Christmas movies and, and all that sort of... Give me a break, guys. Christmas, the earliest you start is December. That's it. If anything bleeds into November, you're a fucking asshole. I mean, I understand how um shops and stuff are going to try and decorate it because if people want to fucking get their Christmas gifts early and all that sort of stuff or whatever. But that doesn't translate to your fucking house, right? If you were to chop down a Christmas tree in November here in Australia, it would literally be a fire hazard by, I don't know, December 3rd, right? My Christmas tree gets pretty fucking crispy by the time Christmas comes around, and I chop them down early December, usually. Might have to fucking forego that this year, though, hey, guys? Might have to forego the old chopping down a Christmas tree thing, because it's just been getting fucking ridiculous, here in Perth like I've been doing this for I want to say the last 13 years I've been chopping down my own Christmas tree and every fucking year the prices go up 20 30 bucks for the same size tree or a smaller tree still expensive the crowds are getting epic like everybody's onto it now and I have heard that the Christmas tree farm that I normally buy my tree from had a really shit year so there's fuck all um and so that just means I'm gonna pay 500 bucks for a fucking tree I'm not paying 500 bucks for a tree. Fucking 200 bucks was enough last year. Might as well just get the plastic one. So I'm jumping ship, guys. Gonna go for the plastic this year. And definitely not in November, so whatever. But we're borderline January, fucking borderline December at the moment now. Jesus Christ, can't even speak at the moment. I've got the Biden brain. It is what it is. I hope you had a great fucking Halloween. Halloween's a fucking tremendous celebration for the neighborhood and just fucking the kids and all that sort of bullshit. Every year I try to do something a little bit different. I know there's little taboos and I'm sick of fucking Facebook getting involved with fucking everything in our lives. Like here, here in my little quiet suburb that I fucking live in, um, basically kids won't really come around to your house Unless you've signed up to some fucking Facebook page letting everybody know that you are going to give out fucking candy or whatever. In the previous years, it's just like at least put something out the front to let kids know. Like a little pumpkin or some bullshit, right? I had a pumpkin. I had a fucking statue out the front. I had some stuff going on. They could have realized that this house was going to give them some candy. Um, but because it wasn't signed up with some fucking Karen... Um, no one really came. I mean, we had a couple of fucking groups, I guess. Like, let's say four or five fucking groups of kids, maybe three or four strong. And that was it. And the kids are willing to roll the dice. And good for them, because I give out good fucking treats. I, get them to, I let them help themselves to the fucking fun-sized candy bar bullshit that I have in a bowl. But this year, I decided to do something different. Every year, I like to do something. Like, last year, in that candy bowl, I hit a couple of fucking $2 coins. A bunch of them, probably 20 bucks worth. No one found them because they sunk to the bottom. And these cheap skates they didn't dig to the bottom to get the good candy. Everyone knows the good candy is at the bottom because that's the shit that the fucking owner of the house wants to eat as leftovers, right? You put your Snickers bars at the bottom and you put all the bullshit at the top, right? So the kids are getting their fucking, I don't know, Turkish delights or whatever because they didn't dig deep. They didn't earn it, right? Um, so this year, I decided to give uh, whatever fucking um, trick-or-treaters a bit of an option. You can either get a couple of fucking fun-sized candies from this big-ass bowl here, or you could play Coca-Cola roulette. And I had a bunch of like those small cans, you know, those ones that look like a Red Bull, um, of Coke Zero in a little esky. You can roll the dice, guys. Coca-Cola roulette. Take a Coke from here. Some of them I've shaken up. It's up to you. Do you want a shaken up Coke? Well, you know, potentially a shaken up Coke. Or do you want just... And that, all these pussies just fucking went for the classic candy or whatever. They're too scared to take a can of Coke. But I asked every single fucking kid what would they prefer. A couple of fun-sized bars or a can of Coke. They all said a can of Coke. Of course, it's a way superior treat. Way superior treat to a fucking fun-sized picnic bar or some shit, right? Um, but no one did it. Uh, I just ended up giving a few away. I mean, I hadn't actually shaken any of them up. I was just trying to scare the kids or whatever, but I did shake one up because I had a group of um, people come around. It's two girls, one guy, way too old to be fucking trick-or-treating. They've got to be 16, 17, these kids, right? Like, and the, the, the dude, it was two girls dressed exactly the same, like sluts. That was it. That's their whole costume, sluts that have spilt their makeup container over themselves, over their white shirt, so it kind of looks a little bit like blood. That's, that, that was all. And the dude, his fucking costume was, I'm a tradesman. That's what he said. He's just wearing high-vis gear. The du- it looked like just a guy that had just come from work, right? And so I fucking recognized this, and I was like, you know what, guys? I'm going to fucking give out an extra can of Coke. To whoever's the best dressed out of you three, and two of them were dressed the same, so I gave it to the tradie guy. That one was shaken up, and you know what? Hearing them walk away, and in the distance, hear this. Psst! Ugh! That fucking made my Halloween. So yes, Halloween was great because I fucking bombed some loser kid that was way too old to fucking trick or treat. He turned up dressed as a fucking nobody. So oh, I'm dressed up as a tradesman. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary if your fucking future is fucking wearing high-vis. That is pretty fucking scary. Uh, sorry. God bless all you fucking tradesmen out there. Uh, tradesmen, sorry, out there. God bless you guys, whatever. But this guy should have some fucking higher hopes in his life. He's a 17-year-old kid. The world is his oyster. Anyway, I don't want to fucking waffle on too much. See, whenever I take a fucking big break from doing these podcasts, guys, I think there's just so much shit we have to cover. I've got all these fucking notes or whatever. i just got to clear my mind. We're here to talk about fucking music. Let's talk about music. We'll keep it sweet. We'll keep it short. And uh, I'll get into the rhythm of it. And they'll get longer when they are organically longer. Not just like a fucking debt that I feel I have to repay. Right? Cool. So, let's get into some fucking music for this week, guys. Um, We'll talk about a couple of fucking albums. Maybe some fucking Wicked Live event. We'll get to that later on. But where are we going to start? <coughs> fucking Taylor Swift. Let's start there. All right. Taylor Swift stinks. Um, but somehow this new album of hers uh, called Midnights um, filled out the fucking top 10 spots of the Billboard charts. So 10 of the songs from like a maybe a 16-track album a fucking in the top 10, in the top 10. This is like the first time it's ever fucking happened. There should be something fucking magical and genius about this album, right? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, I did listen to the album and I didn't have a great time listening to it, but I didn't have a bad time. Like Most of the songs are explicit, like fucking Taylor Swift's dropping some F-bombs, right? And I guess that's something for a lot of kids. Uh, because from what I could gather from this whole scenario of the top 10 being completely filled by Taylor Swift songs from this new album, by the way, is called Midnights. Um, I don't think I mentioned that earlier, but yeah, the album's called Midnights. So the top 10 spots on um, the Billboard charts were taken up by songs from this album. Um, It absolutely is an eye-opener. Not really an eye-opener. But it's confirmation. It's confirmation of the fucking music industry that we are all competing in as musicians. Uh, And it's absolutely dictated by fucking 12, 13, 14-year-old girls. That's it. And I don't know what else to say, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, if you're not targeting your music towards fucking that demographic, good luck to you. I don't know how they got all their money and how they're fucking buying all these fucking albums, but who knows how they fucking judge this shit these days like it's it's all an algorithm sort of thing so it's not really about album sales it might be spins on spotify combined with something else i don't really know but anyway the album sounds a little bit like this guys it's just fucking pop nonsense bullshit simple whatever here's what it sounds like, like you were my closest friend how we end up on the floor and- you say your roommate's cheap as good top rosé. That's how I see you every day now. And I chose you, the one I was dancing with in New York. No shoes, the at the sky. Was called Maroon. And uh good for them. Uh oh for them. For fucking Taylor Swift. Although I know it's a them. She didn't do it all by herself. She might be a great songwriter, but she's not a great producer. She's not all these other sorts of things. She didn't, she's not a fucking one-man show, one-woman show, whatever. Or they show, whatever the fuck they are these days. Anyway, we did it! We talked about Taylor Swift on the fucking Jam Room podcast. Uh, I kind of feel dirty after that, right? I I felt terrible after fucking listening to the album, guys. Just some things just make me sick. Um, I'm not going to put too much shade on, on Taylor Swift, but uh, nah, uh, that was quite a bit of shade. That was enough. Let's have a drink. Anyway, I can't believe it. It must be fucking all to do with Spotify or something like that because these kids don't have money and somehow they've bumped her to the fucking top ten. But you know what? I used to, I used to hear like... Um, Not really conspiracy theories, but, like, ways that, um, companies, like, um, record labels or whatever would, um, boost someone to number one, to guarantee number one, is they would sell their albums at a stupidly cheap rate, um, in, like, department stores, like your Kmarts and your Targets and stuff like that, right? And here in Australia, Big W. And everybody knows, back in the day, when you were actually buying a physical album, like an actual CD or whatever, um... There was always the premium places. Uh, this might be a throwback to you Australians out there. Places like Sanity or Tracks, right? These shops that would sell, you know, you'd buy an album, probably about 30 bucks, 35 bucks. Um, but you could get the exact same album right across the fucking mall at Kmart for 18 bucks, 22 bucks, something like that, right? And so it's sold at a discounted rate. But when it was sold as wholesale to Kmart or Target or whatever that count says it's already been sold. So some big distributor just like buys a million copies. They reckon they've sold a million copies. They haven't sold them yet. It might take them years to actually recoup that, but it fucking counts for the charts. So that's what it is. It's all rigged. The system's rigged Or, or whatever, something like that. But fucking Taylor Swift out of the way, done. Wicked. What else are we going to talk about next? A uh, new album that came out fucking well, last week or so. Fucking Drake and 21 Savage bought out an album. Shit, I've completely forgotten the name. So I'm quickly trying to type on the side to fucking pull it up on Spotify or whatever. And I got to tell you, if you're a Drake fan, then there is nothing really surprising or cool about this album. And if you're a Drake fan or you're not a Drake fan... what? Let's do it as if you're not a Drake fan. If you're not a Drake fan and you want to get into Drake, you're a little bit interested, don't listen to this album. This album, is, uh, I found it. It's called Her Loss. All right, cool. It's just some woman hating bullshit. Uh, well, it, it's not. Like, Drake's got a lot of this fucking subtext to his music where he's um, just trying to beef himself up as a man, as a cool guy, right? And so, you know, it's Her Loss because I'm so fucking cool. All right, Wicked that's that's kind of what the album is if you want an album that's like that um listen to the scorpion album that's a good drake album that's why i like drake is because of that album and literally nothing else i don't know what's going on with this album to make me like him even more there's nothing fucking great about it um it's just uh bland predictable drakeness and the lines between drake and 21 savage are very fucking blurry So you don't really know, but you could tell Drake, you could tell 21 Savage, but you don't know who wrote the song or whatever. Most of it's just Drake. I reckon it's a Drake heavy album. He definitely fucking steered the ship a little bit more on this album. So check that one out. If you care about Drake, then you might like it. If you don't care about Drake at all, don't check out this one. Check out fucking Scorpion. That's a pretty good album. Maybe. I don't know. I always doubt myself, as soon as I say an opinion on this podcast, I'm like, fucking you retard, As if you should have a fucking opinion about Drake, Jesus Christ, I don't really know. I did check out an album that I actually enjoyed, though, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, it's by a band that we've uh, chatted a little bit about um, on this podcast called Polyphia. Um, they released a full album, and the album um, has a very upbringing like lift you up, kind of motivate you kind of name. It's called Remember That You'll Die. Um, and it's better than all the Polyphia bullshit that they've fucking bought out in the past. Now, I say that as a guitar lover and as a fucking fan of Polyphia, but as we mentioned in the last sort of couple of episodes or whatever with Polyphia, how I was kind of scared that they've just got one trick and it's just flippity bity It's just fucking lots of fast notes, little flexing on the third bar of every fucking progression or something, right? And they do that. And all the singles that they released prior to the the full drop of this album, uh, which is named Remember That You Will Die. Because that's what they want you to have in the back of your mind while you're listening to this album. Because maybe you're thinking, why the fuck am I wasting my time listening to this shit when I might die? So I don't know, my work for and my work against them. It is what it is. But one of my criticisms of Polyphia was that they were lacking a vocalist. They were lacking massive hooks and fucking just fun, wicked melodies um, that will sort of, you know, be a little bit more relatable to the non-guitar player. Because, yeah, I love guitar. I love all that sort of shit. I don't like guitar music as wanky as fuck. Um, I'd rather hear someone that's uh, crafted a song well, With attention to fucking hook and motif and fucking harmony and just uh, maturity, right? Uh, So, the good news is that all the singles that they've released prior to this are all the nonsense instrumental ones. Featuring Steve Vai for no reason, for instance, right? On one of their songs. So, there's a bunch of fucking feature artists and stuff um, that are on this album. Um, many of which I have no idea who the fuck they are. Uh, let me let me try and rattle off some names to you again. I should have fucking bought this up, but I'm doing it right now. Um, so has anybody heard of a, uh, an artist named Brass Tracks? Well, they're on the album, same as Anomaly, spelt incorrectly. Uh, Sophia Black. That's actually a really good song. Um, Kill Station. Snot, but the S is like cleverly a um, dollar sign instead. So, Dollar Knot. Dollar Knot is the guy's name. Lil West is on there. And obviously, uh, uh, Steve Vai. Right. So, these songs that actually have these artists that are singing over the top of it finally redeem fucking Polyphia in my mind and actually um, clarify the point of this band. Now, let me explain that. They're very modern. They're very modern prog guitar right? And they're obviously trying to push into this sort of pop scene to become a bit more mainstream, to get the money, to get the followers, um, to sort of go viral on TikTok and all this sort of shit. So they're interacting with the new age media, right? And I don't mean new age as in like fucking crystals, because that, that ain't media. That's, that's just idiots. Um, so they're doing that. And these songs actually get their hooks they get their soul they get direction because of these fucking lyrics because of the vocals because of these hooks and uh great choruses and stuff like that so i hope polyphia starts going down that road a, a bit more find your own fucking singer and make these fucking great songs because they're all amazing like players no matter what we're talking about the drums the bass the guitar they're fucking insane and one thing you'll really learn from this album is that the bass player is fucking awesome. Everyone fucking creams over Tim Henson on the guitar or whatever, because he looks like he came out of an anime with a guitar in his hand. Um, no, it's the bass player. He holds it down like a fucking champ. I fucking love it. Oh wait, I got a phone call coming in. Uh, I'm gonna drop that, yeah, whatever, sorry Craig. I'll call you back later, buddy. Um, He might even listen to this podcast and be like, "Hi, someone shouted me out because I interrupted them. What are we talking about? Oh, Polyphia and their bass player. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. And if you are like me and you're a massive Deftones fan and a Chino Marino fan, uh, Chino Marino is on one of these songs. Um, And yeah, it's classic Chino. It sounds a little bit like this. Uh, This song is called... Fuck. Bloodbath. It's called Bloodbath. That's a classic Chino fucking title, right? Bloodbath. Sounds a little bit like this. Jesus Christ, sometimes like bass is awesome, not because of the bass notes they play, but because of the, because of that percussive nature, because let's face it, bass is fucking a percussive instrument, instrument really, it should be holding down the fucking rhythm section of the band, and uh, yeah, it's not all bass, it's fucking wicked, I love it, but it's classic Chino, it is what it is, uh, check it out guys, the album's called uh, Remember That You Will Die. And um, hopefully while you listen to it, you forget that inevitable fact and that darkness and that fucking cloud that can wash over you and send you into all kinds of dark places. Forget about it, even though this album's trying to remind you of it. Forget about it. Listen to the album. Have fun. Chino Marino's on it for no reason. Ah, a little bit of a reason. I don't know. Speaking of Chino Marino, fucking... Um, he's got these other side projects, right, guys? He's got Deftones. He's got Team Sleep, which I miss. And, um, and Crosses, and Crosses were cool. Their first album, I really enjoyed. Really enjoyed a couple of the, the tracks from it. They were really sort of lending themselves to the more fucking electronic side of it. Uh, and they released a new song this uh, couple of weeks or whatever. I don't know, it's been a while. Maybe a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, they got a new track out, a new single called Vivian by Crosses, with, featuring Chino Marino, obviously. Not featuring, actually, he's part of the band. It's not featuring, right? Um, I don't know Let's have a listen to this song And, um, and uh, see what you guys think See if you're on the same page as me Now that's classic Crosses It's got the TR-808 Clap sound Very Crosses I mean, that's a pretty sick sound. See, I don't care for that melody at all. fucking headspace that I would love that. Maybe not today, but one day in my life, I'm sure I would enjoy that. Fucking Crosses, guys. If you haven't checked out Crosses, there's better songs than this, but... That fucking vocal you rhythm. Not... Old, All right, is so that about enough of that? Okay, so that's the new song Vivian by Crosses. It's that fucking, this is a melody uh, or a vocal rhythm idea. That's just like fucking all over the place the last few years, right? That whole fucking... Da-da, da-da, dum, ba-da, 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 bum. It's fucking everywhere. Chino's more creative than that, I would have hoped. But um, there it is in the new fucking Crosses single. Uh, Vivian. I'm actually kind of with myself being able to pronounce the word single consistently. Because I always fuck it up on this podcast. I don't know what it is. Fuck it is. So that's what we've covered, guys. They're, they're the albums to check out. Check out Polyphia. Check out Taylor Swift. Check out Drake or whatever and see how fucking wrong I am or whatever. If you've got um, other opinions that will like, make me go, oh, yeah, you're onto something there. Fucking hit me up. Let me know. Um, all that shit is in the fucking uh, episode notes or whatever you call them of this podcast. If they exist, I do fill them out every week. Don't know if it ever makes it to anyone's devices. But by the way, guys, if you do listen to this podcast and get any value out of it at all, at all, even if you fucking hate it, I don't care. Um, I mean, if you hate it, you're probably more motivated to do this. Uh, go review it on Spotify or iTunes or whatever bullshit app you use. Give it a star or two, or whatever stars you think is deserved. You mean it would be cool if I was the only podcast out there that had nothing but one star reviews? You know. That'd be great. But if you think it's worth more than that, fucking do it. Like Those reviews really matter, apparently, or whatever. I don't really give a shit, and I feel like a fucking whore for even asking for it. Fuck it. Let's move on, because it's that time of the year, it seems. It seems like every year or so, I go into an episode that's just a fucking Pussifer appreciation episode, and here we are again, guys. Pussifer have done it again blowing my mind, giving me fucking a great live show or whatever. So if you know nothing about um, uh, Pussifer, listen to my old episodes, whatever. So Pussifer, you know, incredible band, incredible band, really changing a lot of shit in the musical landscape. I think, I don't really know, but last year they did, um, over the pandemic, they did a, a live show that they just sort of streamed, you bought tickets to it, you watched it, you had access to it for a couple of days, they extended it for a little bit or whatever, and it was live at Arcosanti at, um, or something like that, I think it was. So they had filmed uh, the band um, playing a whole album, start to finish, beautiful fucking stage setup, incredible lighting, out over the desert, no crowd, just by themselves. It was fucking magical, right? And so they did it again over this Halloween weekend. And they bought us two fucking albums. It was a double feature event, right? And I understand that a lot of people wouldn't have forked out the money for it. It was about 50, 60 Australian dollar y um, to watch this thing. Uh, maybe an hour apiece piece each thing, right, to get through the whole album. They've got their comedy in there, but then basically you're just listening to these fucking albums be, you know, actually recreated by the band. And so they did their first two albums. They did um, V is for Vagina, is the name of the album, and they did Conditions for My Parole, which is one of my favorite Puss for Albums of all time. I have it on vinyl. Uh, so they did V is for Versatile, and they did uh, Parole Violator, obviously uh recreating those albums respectively right uh so vias for versatile was a complete reimagining of the via's for vagina album every song was different and they were gorgeous the whole thing was filmed like in a studio so they're obviously playing in a nice big room and fucking whatever Maynard's in his fucking vocal booth and and so is Karina obviously uh, and it's just fucking It was cool to hear how they've sort of um, matured with these songs and let these songs sort of grow with them as a band. Because when um, VS Vagina came out, Pussifer was definitely not the thing it is now. I don't think we had fucking Gunner on the drums and fucking um, Matt Mitchell on guitar or whatever, Uh, but now we do. And so now it sounds even more Pussifer-like. Even though that's their first album, it sounds more like Pussifer than it ever has and it's fucking amazing. Just, just the live show's done for now, right guys? If you didn't get tickets and watch it over November, whatever the fuck it was, um, I think it was early November, maybe from like, um, obviously Halloween. So late, uh, late October, fucking over the start of November. So if you missed it, you missed it. You can't see it fucking anymore or whatever. They might, you know, let it out on, I don't know, YouTube or some bullshit. There's a couple of clips out there already. You can check them out or whatever. But the whole album, the reimagined album, is available on Spotify for free if you've got a Spotify account. So fucking go check it out. Go check out Pussifer. Same with the Parole Violator one, um, which we'll get to right now because it was awesome. So Parole Violator, it's way more faithful than the V is for Vagina one. So they did one album completely reimagined the songs they're all very different right so some of your hook riffs that you really loved from fucking like mama said or whatever other songs are out there i'm obviously talking to pussy for fans right now um they're not there they're weirdly absent but you don't miss them because the fucking whole song is just better and more mature and all that sort of shit when it comes to conditions for my parole uh they just did a faithful reproduction of this in a live show a massive um, actual stage producing it live, wicker lighting, costumes, all that sort of shit. And I got to tell you, it was fucking incredible. Incredible. So it was a double feature. So I, I watched one of them by myself here at the bar one night. And then um, a couple of nights later, I um, I talked a wife into watching Parole Violator* with me. She didn't really get it at the start or whatever. But I got to tell you, man, those guys make beautiful music. As weird as Pulsifer is, there is some haunting beauty to some of the fucking tracks that they come out with. Like amazing, Monsoons is fucking amazing. Um, Horizons fucking amazing. So there's these beautiful, beautiful songs. Like it was so beautiful that um, uh, so they did this big live show, massive sort of thing. But they end it with a couple of songs of them just sort of around a campfire, and it's you know bit tongue-in-cheek, there's a drum kit around this campfire, right? Not, most people don't bring their drum kit camping with them, but there's banjos, there's other sorts of gay instruments sort of around the place, um, and fucking beautiful. And they're singing a song about fucking being far from home or whatever. I look at my wife and she's in tears just from the beauty of the song mixed with a lot of alcohol and maybe that time of month, right? So either way, my wife's not a fan of fucking pussyfoot, but it, it moved her, right? So it might move you too. So check out this fucking thing if you can. If not, just listen to it on Spotify. It's fucking amazing. Really, really appreciate it. And there's something about some of some of the songs from Conditions for My Parole were like more electronic sort of based, as far as the drums and stuff go, right? And so hearing an actual drummer on an acoustic drum kit recreate them live is fucking fantastic. And that's what I want to leave you guys with. I did rip this from the live stream, but now it's on Spotify, so I could have done it that way, uh, but I didn't. And so what you're hearing is the audio from a fucking, from the actual live stream of Pussifer. This song's called Horizons. I'm obsessed with this fucking drum beat. I think it's mature and gorgeous and great. This song's fucking amazing. And uh, I want you guys to listen to it so that you go ahead and fucking listen to the rest of the album. And if it does come available again for you to, you know, get behind that paywall and fucking watch the proper show, you should do it. Spend the 50 bucks, guys. Stop being stingy as fuck, because it's amazing. This is music fucking next leveling itself. And, uh, you know, a lot of music out there fucking uh, levels down. This levels up. Talking to you, Kanye whatever you're about to hear horizons by pussifer as performed by the band in this new fucking parole violator mix proper drums proper everything fucking amazing guys i apologize for my absence uh for a while but we're back in the groove i'm gonna be back of course i'll chat to you guys real soon have a great fucking week take care now bye bye then Death that swept you away About